Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Look at this. Greg, Greg Gard, the pride of Cobb, Wisconsin. Up for Big Ten Coach of the Year. He is a candidate up there. I think he's got to be. Right? Yeah. This is crazy. Here's the little snippet. In one preseason media poll, Wisconsin was projected to finish 10th in the Big Ten. The program had imploded in the offseason. A summer report about a contentious team meeting with Gard suggested his future was bleak. But Guard vowed to make changes as he moved forward with a younger team that lost four seniors from the 2020-2021 squad. Yeah, with all the production that was lost, with them supposedly going to finish 10th place, I don't know how you can't give it to him or at least have him being a front runner. Yeah, Greg Guard's got to be the guy for this. Like going into the going into the Big Ten season, the best anyone in the media had him picked was seventh. They're seventh. currently tied for second. And they're one game out of first place in the Big Ten. Insane. Seventh was the best. Yeah. Half game. Twelfth was the worst. Twelfth was half, the worst. Half game. Excuse me, RJ. Thank yeah. you. But, like, you look at the other ones, it's like, well, Izzo's one of the big names. Can't give it to him. Michigan State's they underachieving s- this they year. Stink. Especially as of late. You look at, we all knew that Illinois was going to be pretty good with what they were returning. Mm-hmm. Purdue was going to be pretty good with what they were returning. Ohio State was supposed to be pretty good. Ohio State's always like the team that seems like they have a lot of talent, but it seems like they kind of don't get to where they're always supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're a football school. I don't know. I think, I don't even know if I know who the Rutgers coach is. I think I'd have to go with uh, with how Rutgers is playing right now and the Badgers. I'd have to go with guard and the Rutgers coach have to be your top two right now. I, you can't give it to Fran McCaffrey being basically what he is every year. No, Fram, no, no. Jawan no, Howard, no. his team has gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodson at Indiana, uh, they started out good. They haven't been playing great lately and then basically throw out everyone else below Indiana. Um, Steve, Steve Pakel. How the hell do you say this guy's name? P-I-K-I-E-L-L. Pickle. Pickle? I don't know. Pickle. Pickle. There Pickle. you go. Pickle. 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 I think it's clearly just a, a two-horse race. Yeah. Steve Pickle, great guard. Pickle. <laughs> Pickle. Thank you. <laughs> Usually BJ Ashleman's my name guy. I know he's listening right now. Uh, he'll help me phonetically uh, say people's names here. But yeah, Rutgers head coach, Pickle, not Pickle. I think it's Pickle. We're going to go with, I kind of like Pickle. We'll go with Pickle. I kind of like Pickle. He's up there, and then Gardo. So, boys, if you go back to that offseason, they say the, the contentious offseason, and Greg Gard vowed to make changes. Here's, here's what I think it, what, it, what it was. From everything we can read and tell and all the things that kind of broke out, it sounded like Alondo Tucker wanted to be head coach of the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. Yes. Wasn't the report out there that he went uh, above the head of Greg Gard to the AD at the time, Barry uh, Alvarez, and said, hey, it's not good here. Give me the coaching job. I promise we'll be better. Essentially, isn't that kind of what happened? Yeah, that's the rumor. According out there. to the rumors. And then all of a sudden, this secret tape gets released. And it's uh, only it's a one-sided tape. It's only the players telling Greg Gard about like how emotional they are and how they don't feel like he's, you know, they got his back and this and that and that. 
uh, a bunch of crying in it, yada, yada, yada. I do notice they all tweet out and accept their Wisconsin basketball care packages, though, when they get them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy how that works out. Crazy. And then there was one guy, Brad Davison, in those tapes was just like, yo, like essentially saying it wasn't guards' fault. It was like everyone's fault. Like we're just not on the same page and that it's going to be tough. And things like this do happen. You've got to respond to adversity. Well, Davison's the only one that came back. He's also the only one who goes like, guys, you got to get thicker skin. Buck yeah. up. <laughs> I think if you go back and look at this, uh, I mean, Johnny Davis, when he was with uh, Team USA for that FIBA tournament, that under, what was it, under 19 FIBA tournament or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. U19. Yeah. He was uh, in an interview talking about how, you know, Gardo's been responding in a big way, this and this and this. And then once the season started, I remember right away the breakout performance of Johnny Davis. Guard's got his arm around him. They're beaming ear to ear. They're just looking like they're best buds. And now you look at Greg Gard and the Wisconsin Badgers. A half came out of first place in the Big Ten. And Greg Gard's up for, you know, coach of the year in, in the league. I think when you go back and look at what those tapes were and how it all happened, Reavers and company, Trice, Micah Potter, et cetera, et cetera, I think they're kind of soft. I don't think I know. Yeah. Like, that's, that's sorry coaching isn't going to pamper you. And, like, pat you on the butt and tell you're special and different and better than everyone else. Like, you need to be coached. You need to learn how to grow. And that's going to come with some bumps yeah, along the way. If you have a coach that's babying you, it's not a good coach. Well, look at uh, who they replaced those guys with. Chucky Hepburn basically replaced Demetric Trice. I don't think anyone would call Chucky Hepburn soft. No. If anything, the guy plays some of the best defense day in and day out, and he's finally starting to get recognized for it lately. I can't believe he's a true freshman. Plays like a senior. And then you have basically Stephen Crowell, who we've seen from the beginning of last year till current day right now. He's grown. And didn't we say yesterday, Rowdy, we'd take uh, Crowell head and shoulders over Reavers Well, just his day. attitude wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Micah Potter was probably like the Pi- more I athletic like guy that, that actually tried. I like Micah Potter. But he was limited with what he could do inside. Mm-hmm. And you added Chris Vote, who is a big body that can be a rim protector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just can't throw it down like Michael, Michael Potter's what Twitter account was big jam. Yeah, I mean, I Chris think Vogt can. When you look at skill wise, obviously yeah, Reavers like and him, Potter were much better skill wise right now. Yeah, but when you have vote, you have a guy that's been playing college basketball for four years now. Mm-hmm. You know what he is, and you have Stephen Crow, a kid that you're trying to teach. He's growing into being a better basketball player, and yeah, he's now into the system for two years. Yeah. I, Definitely in a better spot. I mean, Higginbottom came back, though. Well, I don't know what else he was going to So back do. to crawl and vote. <laughs> hey, someone's got to airball some free throws, RJ, uh, in garbage time. No, but you look at this Badgers team, man. The consensus was 10th. The worst 12th, the best 7th by these writers that, you know. And I don't think a lot of us thought the Badgers would be this good, like, you know, vying for first place in the Big Ten. Now you look at Greg Gard, what he's been able to do. I mean, we thought Johnny Davis would make a leap, but nothing like this. This is crazy. Johnny Davis, 20.3 points per game, uh, 8.2 rebounds per game, wouldn't award hopeful, and the Badgers are going to be making a nice run here. Yeah, Johnny Davis is the, I would say, probably the biggest reason why they've they've been this good. You talked about his jump. Obviously, he went from a guy that was, what, averaging like six, seven points freshman year, mm-hmm. playing maybe half a game, mm-hmm. to now he's playing almost the full game. He's a National Player of the Year candidate, and he is one of the better basketball players in college basketball. I think another thing that was we've talked about, but it's been undersold, is 
Brad Davison coming back and his leadership, yep. just kind of coaching up the young guys that are inexperienced. And then I think the other thing we have to do is talk about some of the guys that have come in that are young, like the Crawls that have played a lot better than what we probably anticipated or Chucky Hepburn being the first starting point guard for Wisconsin since Devin Harris. It's been like 20 years. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't come in and as good as he is, especially defensively, they're nowhere near where they're at because I think looking at this team, I think we, we, we would have thought the bench would have been a lot better. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no, it hasn't bench. Been. there's no, no bench. It hasn't been. All right. So we'll talk about more of that upcoming and who this is a CBS sports article. They have Gardo as the number one you know, for contention for coach of the year. Uh, number two is not Steve Peichel. BJ Ashman confirmed, phonetically spelled it for us. Peichel, not not pickle. Should be pickle. Should be, but it. They're good now because they beat four ranked teams in a row. And now we got to get it right, so it's Peichel. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about it coming up. But who the other candidate is? It's not Steve Peichel. It's someone else. Steve the pickle pick. So speaking of the research department. Uh, they just handed me the name of the other coach that is up for contention for coach of the year in the Big Ten. Greg Gard right now is the front runner. <laughs> really? He looks a lot older than he that. Does. <laughs> All right, so boys. The second runner or the runner up, Greg Gard right now is uh, probably going to be, hopefully, if, if it all holds, he's right now leading the way for coach of the year in the Big Ten. Uh, behind him, though, is not Steve uh, Peichel from Rutgers. Brian, or I'm sorry, Brad Underwood for Illinois, saying Underwood has weathered injuries to key players all season, but has still managed to enter this week uh, as number one in the gauntlet known as the Big Ten. As well, now Purdue is because Illinois lost last night. But they say injuries are the reason why he should be also up there with Greg Gard. Didn't we already know Illinois is going to be good this year? Yes. I mean, they were picked to be at the top of the Big Ten. The Badgers were finished to pick 10th. Yeah. Worst 12th. Best seventh. Yeah, and Wisconsin currently has a better record. But even if you talk about their injuries, what, it was like Cabello has been out for the majority of the season. But Coburn, I mean, he only missed like, what, a game or two with a concussion and they won one of those games? Yep. He also missed the game, Rowdy, because he was selling merchandise before he was allowed to. So that was a <laughs> that was like one of those like whatever games. Yeah, but they still have a ton of guys that play a lot of minutes that are like good upperclassmen like Trent Frazier. They have what? Grandison, they they have a ton of guys that are experienced and have been around. Plumber, I'm not buying it. Yeah, it's Gar- This is Gardo's award. This is Greg Gard's award. Wisconsin, no one, nobody was thinking they'd be this good this year. And if you did, you're you're lying. And pushes us around. All of the brainiacs, and I use that term loosely, quote-unquote brainiacs. I'm a brainiac, brainiac on the floor. Is that the Weird Al cover? I don't know. But they were just fit. They had Wisconsin (laughs) at number 10. Look at them now. They could be number one. They're a half game out of number one. We'll see what happens on Sunday at the Colston against Michigan. But my God, Wisconsin, look at them. Now, Rowdy, you had mentioned it um, before the Razor's Edge. Coming into this season, we thought the bench would have been better, right? Oh, for sure for the Wisconsin Badgers because you had Lauren Bowman coming back where you were hearing, well, two years ago, you're hearing this kid was a stud mm-hmm. out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was the family issues. He wasn't there. He wasn't around the program. Oh, he's still kind of at school. It was just like a very weird uh, situation. And you thought him coming back, getting in the mix, that was going to be big time. And you heard about, well, vote Neath, some of the guys that transferred in that had some 
legit playing time in Division One college basketball. Mm-hmm. Thought that they could bring probably more than what they've actually shown, especially since the new year. Yeah, so this, I mean, the bench obviously would hope there's more production out of it, but right now they're able to. I think one thing that you got to look navigate. at, though, for the Badgers is they had two big men redshirt this year. Mm-hmm. Two guys that were, what is it, Hodges and Hodges uh, Moores? And Moores. Yeah. And then uh, Evers, the Estonia kid. Oh, did he end up? Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't he, seen him. He, he did play a little bit at the beginning of the season. Yeah. A few minutes here, a few minutes there in like games where they were kind of blowing teams out. But. Yeah, he, he hasn't he, played yeah, much. Yeah, he hasn't played since. And it was even before the season started, it was Hodges and Morris who were, by all accounts, pretty big recruits. Big yeah. time. Especially because they were both freshmen, both big men, both get redshirted. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You knew it was going to, you knew you were going to be thin for uh, big men on this team. Yeah. And Wisconsin able to navigate it so far. We'll see what happens in the NCAA tournament. But speaking of that NCAA tournament, boys, I'm looking at some updated bracketology. Uh, real quick, I know we got some people that do uh, root for Marquette. Um, we did mention the name Marquette Ron yesterday. R- Ron did say his phone was blowing up when we uh, whispered his name. He lives on the edge. Ron Ron said he's not on the edge as much anymore. We were texting oh. yesterday. He said he's taken a step back from the edge. Uh, not everything triggers him as much as it once did. <laughs> he also said he became best friends with Brad Davison this year. Well, he did send that picture. Yeah. It was like... Did that Facebook post about being like... Hey, Ron said he was humbled. I asked for a picture. The guy was the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Ron said he was humbled by Brad Davison as uh, Ron would yell things out <laughs> uh, at Davison during uh, the time of Marquette in Wisconsin this year and years previous. And Davison, he ended up bumping into him after the Marquette-Wisconsin uh, game. And they became fast friends and even, uh, I think, exchanged messages afterwards uh, via social media. And Ron is a new man, courtesy of Brad Davison, so- of all people. Ron, That's from a Marquette fan. Ron's a Badger fan now? No. He likes Brad Davison, though. He's reborn again. The the one Badger an opposing fan would probably never like, and yeah. Ron likes him. I think I, I, think, I, see, I, think I see his angle. I think I see his angle here. Oh. Every one of the opposing teams, who do they get after the most? Brad Davis. It's got to be Brad Davison and then two Johnny Davis just because Johnny Davis is that good. Mm-hmm. But Brad Davison's got to be number one. Yeah. He sees the guy, meets the guy, sees he's not a terrible guy. <laughs> sees, sees he's not a terrible guy. And he goes, well, this you know, guy's good every, enough. Yeah, everyone else screams at him. I'm going to give him a pass and scream louder at everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I think I see the angle here. But I know there's our Marquette fans listening. Uh, our guy up in uh, Shano, uh, the grass man, he, he had mentioned that we may have gotten under the skin over some Marquette fans. Obviously, a big dental school, right? We got a lot of dentists yeah, coming out of the market. Yeah, a lot market. of dentists. So dentists, if, lawyers, what? PTOT. If we offended uh, TV personalities. If we had offended, one. yeah, one. yeah. One. If we had offended any dentists over our Marquette talk, I would just suggest getting harder enamel. How about that's a. <laughs> That's a that's a you learned that one from your wife. That's a dentist joke right there. Uh, but Marquette right now uh, for NCAA tournament, they are a six seed. Uh, out of the West region right now, they would, if it, this bracketology would come to fruition, take on Murray State. Hey, Murray. as long as Wisconsin beats Marquette every year, or even in years that they lose, I want Marquette to win. Yeah, it yeah. only helps the Badgers, and it only helps their, uh, you know, their their committee, like the the, yeah. the the committee for NCAA tournament when it comes to seating. It only helps the Badgers' yeah. resume. And having the state's two top D one schools. 
get into the NCAA tournament almost every year is good for the state. And just because yeah, we've totally. been talking Even about though Shaka Smart's been great for Marquette, too. Just because we've been talking it's about him a lot the last couple of weeks, I'll also say I also root for Green Bay and Milwaukee in the Horizon League yeah. Yeah. just so it looks better when Wisconsin beats them by 30. <laughs> Did you say Milwaukee? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Now back to Marquette, Wisconsin. Well, Mar- I was just gonna say, like uh, the grass man, not a fan of Marquette. He's a, a Badger fan. He was just telling me that uh, uh, someone, man. someone he knows, was a little um, perturbed with our talking of how we talked about Marquette. And again, I suggest getting harder enamel. I mean, but here you go, Marquette, a six seed right now. We're we're we are in Badger territory right now. Square, but our, our voices territory. go out all across the sure beautiful state of Wisconsin. Sure it does. So, Marquette, <laughs> listen. When you play against the Badgers, I want you to lose and just get pummeled. But afterwards, hey, and there's always a chance that Marquette can grow from dentists. But we also have to pander to the larger crowd. Th- well, they yeah. can grow from dentists. I don't pander to anyone. OTPT personalities, <laughs> because look at how far lacrosse. Lacrosse used to be known as like gym teacher central. It's now the Harvard of the Midwest. RJ. Yeah. <laughs> Rody, can we do some calisthenics during break here? I mean, you graduated from UWL. They also uh, never took any of those classes. That, that was a big one to go to for athletic training. <laughs> I still think it is UWL. I, I did take uh, healthy, active lifestyle my sophomore year. So maybe I'll. <laughs> oh, did you learn much? <laughs> Hi, oh, uh, Rody. You had mentioned you had mentioned uh, you had mentioned UW Green Bay as well as UW uh, Milwaukee. Both of them are not in bracketology. I know it comes as a surprise. I can't believe Milwaukee's not. I mean, they got a, a lottery pick here, or at least a preseason lottery pick. <laughs> so this, this is interesting on a Big Ten football. I'll get to uh, the Badgers March Madness bracketology momentarily. Very intriguing. Saw some people raising an eyebrow over it. Ooh. So, boys, Gene, oh, yeah. Gene Smith, Ohio State. Yep. AD. AD. He said that if Ohio State is selected to host a college football playoff game in the future, he would recommend playing indoors in Indianapolis rather than playing in Ohio Stadium. Saying that he thinks it would be better for the team not to have to play in bad weather. Good thing, bad thing for a college football playoffs. I feel like you'd like an even field, but what if Ohio State was like, you know, in it and they got hit there and it was their own home base? Let's say... What's wrong with playing had, in the elements? I like playing in the elements. Let's say you had the opportunity to play a team from the SEC in the elements in January or late December. You're telling me you'd rather go play indoors. You're telling me? Not having the geographical advantage Ooh. against a team from like where that. in December it's probably... 60 degrees yeah. geographical. Well, we advantage. talked about the NFL and, you yeah. know, home field advantage being at Lambeau, the frozen tundra. It's cold, Ugh. but all these guys come from all over the country. Right. But, but the college, NFL, you also play all over. Well, college is a little bit more regional too, with mm-hmm. recruiting. Yep. Like when you see a lot of the sec schools, a lot of the sec schools, they aren't recruiting the Midwest. No, the Midwest is trying to recruit the South. Yep. It's more of a regional game when it comes to college and recruits. Like you have the inside tracks if you're, you know, LSU, Georgia, Florida on those type of prospects than the Midwest does one because of weather and two because of location. Yep. So I get what you're saying there, but But if I'm a Wisconsin in this type of, of playoff setting where it might be, Hey, come to camp Randall in January versus like a Georgia 
or an Alabama, a team that obviously has shown over the last two decades has always had more speed than you. I think I would like it. If I'm Ohio state that is consistently recruiting a top five class in the country. And it's like me, Alabama, Georgia, LSU as being like the top recruiting teams. Mm -hmm. I want to be indoors because I want to be the faster team on a fast track. I don't want to play outside in the elements where maybe more of a powerful team like Wisconsin, who's going to run the football and, and be tough in the trenches might have a bit of an advantage. I want to be on that indoor track and I'm going to outrun them. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're, they're, they're also they're, talking about Wisconsin, Ohio state. If, if like Alabama comes in for a playoff game, which you're sounds, telling sounds me pretty, you, pretty likely you want to be indoors. And if I'm them. Ohio state, yeah. Versus, I, versus Alabama. Yeah. I think I still would want to be indoors. Okay. Well, it's a controlled environment, right? So it's like, but then again. Because it would be my best on their best. Again, it's like everyone's got to play in the same field of play, even if it's outside in the elements or not. Like everyone still is going to play in the rain, the sleet, the snow, whatever, you know, cold. If I'm Wisconsin, I'm 100% wanting that to be outside. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, like, Rowdy brought up the Packers (laughs) and home field advantage. Like, we need home field advantage. But this is how we get. And then the Packers are going to get beat by the Buccaneers and then by the 49ers. But I I also think the NFL is a little different because you can go play teams in the north, in the elements, outside of Detroit and Minnesota um, any, any time during November, December. I also, though, remember a lot of cheeseheads talking about how Tom Brady get being older wasn't going to be able his, to his bones are gonna hurt cold because he's a he's, he's a brittle old bone. Oh, my hip is acting up when it's under 10 degrees. He's colder. <laughs> he's been in Tampa for a while. He's he's, you know, no yeah, Florida made him soft. Rowdy. Officially from California. Dude, he just played two decades in New England and yeah. also was with the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> yeah, right. come on. Well, during his time there, you couldn't have any games after Thanksgiving. Okay, that's now, so. that's touche, touche, touche. <laughs> could but, still be chill yeah, games say, in November. There weren't that many non-cold games. Coldest game I've ever been to was in November. Yep. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we even found the weather forecast. 16 degrees. Yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, true. yeah. That was cold. Yeah, that was cold. <laughs> it was even colder watching them lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're winning, it's it a lot warmer. When you're losing, you're like, get me the hell out of here. So, yeah, Gene Smith was t- talking also about he believes college football playoffs will eventually expand to 12 teams. Quote, I'll be surprised if it doesn't. He does not know when it will happen, uh, but also expects other TV partners besides uh, yeah. ESPN will have an opportunity to bid on these games. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to 16 at some point because you already do it Old at FCS. Wisconsin. You also do it, you do it at the FCS level, you do it at D2, and you do it at D3. Uh, and they're all 16-team playoffs. Aren't they changing the Big Ten schedule, too? They, going to they eight, want to go back to eight, eight games, but there's still ADs who want it to stay at nine. See, and I would if they if they did affect the schedule, like maybe they take off the non-conference portion. I wonder how much that would affect those small schools. Yeah, well, and and part of it, uh, it it all depends on the alliance. You remember that the alliance um, sounds like a superhero. It, it's it's league. all depends on that. It, they'll drop the ninth conference game and pick up an alliance game. So you're talking Big 12, uh, Pac-12, or ACC, and have a scheduling alliance there if they drop the ninth conference game. The alliance. But as uh, speaking of Gene Smith, I think he's one who wants to keep the ninth game. Yeah, he does. Because he doesn't want to play a top-tier team outside of his conference 
and he says right here. Gene Smith says he doesn't think playing annual games against the ACC or Pac-12 would be worth playing. Only eight Big Ten games and potentially not being See, able to play non-conference games. Bama, Texas, Notre Dame, etc. If they do cut the non-conference, because a lot of those teams, like when Alabama plays Chattanooga, who cares? Right. Like you're not going to see Chattanooga beat Alabama, but I it's going <laughs> to. Not, not according to week of press conferences. You hear Saban, we're playing a really good team we're this really week. Playing a really good team. All right, we're, we're prepared. <laughs> They're fundamentally sound. Once you get past the coach speak, like 70, you look up and it's halftime and it's 40 to nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll, it'll, it'll definitely affect those smaller schools because they get paid a lot of money yeah. to come play Alabama or Wisconsin. But you know what I think it'll also affect are those early big season matchups where you get like the – Clemson versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. Not that they ever play in the but like those type of matchups, like a maybe like a um, LSU versus Florida State, something like that, where yeah. it's like actually like a, a matchup where people want to watch it <laughs> because they're two good teams. Yeah, or like USC versus LSU. We're not. You probably won't get that as much, and it would be more watered down conference play. And well, then your playoff. And the SEC only plays an eight-game conference schedule. They're not looking to to move to a nine. It's like the Big Ten moved to nine to get the FCS schools off schedules, but yet Minnesota. Well, doesn't the SEC want to stay there so they, um, like they can still schedule like Bama can schedule like Systematic right. School the Blind yeah. at the end of the year, like like Chattanooga yeah. and things like that. Dog Creek University, um, Georgia State or Georgia Southern. Right, the IUPUIA the or whatever the hell it is. IUPU. I don't five think they schools. have football. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they do. Uh, uh, what is it again? IUPUI. IUPUI. They just basketball school, loosely. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I but mean, like the SEC gets away with that because they're. I guess you you would say the. Because they they have a the, very hard conference schedule. Well, yeah, the media always says how the SEC is so good and it's perceived to be such a such a good conference that they get away with playing like all these little terrible FCS schools where if Wisconsin scheduled a couple FCS schools and then maybe like a lower level power five school, they'd get criticized for going 12 and 0. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't play a real schedule. Right. Even though then we'll play bowl season and SEC comes out like five and five. Yeah. Well, they didn't care about those other games. Yeah, we didn't care about it. Yeah. We, were, we were looking ahead. Yeah, it did. Those games didn't matter. It wasn't on our radar. Those bowl games didn't matter. Didn't matter. They, I saw uh, Brett McMurphy tweeted out during last bowl season. The SEC still has never lost a bowl game they cared about. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't care about those. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800 792 3887. That's 800 79 BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code The Zone 125. You bet, you win. You get paid. BetUS.com. Well, Gallo's poll off of this guy's, I think, favorite album, Led Zeppelin 3. Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. What's up, Robbie? Is Led Zeppelin 3 the uh, the pick if you had to choose for all Led Zeppelin catalog? Yeah, I think that's exactly where I'd go. Very underrated album. It doesn't get as much pub and 
you know, play and publicity as, as some of the other ones, but it, it, uh, it's near and dear to my heart for a lot of reasons, Ebo. I'm, I'm a huge Zeppelin three guy. No, Rob, I knew you and I were, were best buds, dude, with that, as soon as we started <laughs> listening to some Zepp together. Rob, I feel like some Packer fans, like, have, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to come to that Madison Golf Show that, that, that you're going to be at, and we'll just have to blast Zeppelin three all day. Rob, you can be in my group. I'll bring, like, my, my mini boombox, and we'll just blast Zeppelin, and we'll wear the tightest pants we can find in honor of Robert Plant, okay? I don't know, I don't know I how the bone for the golf game. A better way to spend a Saturday. <laughs> if he's going to wear those tight pants, it's probably a good thing that we got a simulator and he doesn't have to walk the course. <laughs> that is very, very true. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm just going to move on. It's a mental image I got to get out of my head. Robbie, uh, Gallows Poll was playing. I feel like half of Packer Nations wants to take Aaron Rodgers to the Gallows Poll and uh, get him out of here. So, what needs to is it as simple as this? Extend Aaron Rodgers if the Packers indeed. Uh, what's the report? They want to make him the highest paid player in the NFL. Commit to him for multiple years and then push a lot of his money down the road. Is this the likely scenario that's going to happen for the Green Bay Packers? Is mortgage the future more and more for Rodgers and to get him? Like what, forty-five million dollars? You know, Evo. I, I I know there are those reports out there. I, I I'm still not buying them. And, um, you know, uh, as a hundred percent true or valid or any, anything like that. I just you you know me and my feeling on yeah. this. I, I I think this football team is peaked. Um, I I think continuing to push money down the road and kick the can down the road is only going to hurt you in the future. I I don't see this group. If you try to bring back the overwhelming majority of pieces, uh, being a Super Bowl team, being a Super Bowl contender, they're still going to have to get rid of some key players, Evo, to to make this all work. I mean, they're, they're going to, you know, they're they're going to have thirty percent, thirty five percent of their salary cap, whatever it turns out to be, Evo, tied up in a quarterback and a wide receiver, and unless that's you know. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. I, you know, you, you saw them go win a Super Bowl pretty much as a, as a two man band drive down and win the game last Sunday. But but Adams and Rogers haven't done that, and 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 Evo, they're they're going to make it work somehow to, to bring back Rogers and and Adams. You're, you're going to wave goodbye to Zadarius Smith. You might wave goodbye to, to to Preston Smith. You might wave goodbye to Billy Turner, or Adrian Amos, or or some of these other pieces. The, Evo, I, I think this team going 39 and 10 the last three years, but just two and three in the playoffs kind of showed you it, it, it's not good enough to get over the hump. Um, Evo, I don't know how, how they can make a jump being in the, in, in the financial situation they are. That's $50 million over the cap today, the second worst cap situation in, in all of football other than New Orleans. Uh, of taking a jump now and, and passing the Rams, um, of of trying to now you know pass teams like like the 49ers to to stay ahead potentially of, of of the Cowboys and you know the Cardinals and the Seahawks who have 50 million dollars of cap room to play with evil are a team for example that's going to be back in the hunt again next year. You, Evo, it still comes down to Aaron Rodgers and where he wants to be when the, when this is all said and done. And I'm not convinced it's Green Bay. I, uh, he, he has said the right things and um, said you know said a lot of things. I think that have gotten Packer fans excited about him maybe coming back. But but I don't know how you read it, Evo, at, at that award ceremony last Thursday night when he won the MVP. I took that as a goodbye. I really did. Where where he kind of said he thanked a lot of people for for so many of the memories. He, he thanked Matt LaFleur and he said nice things about the front office, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I took that personally more as a goodbye than, than a hello, I'm coming back. 
But again, Aaron Rodgers is always cryptic. He's going to always leave you guessing exactly what his intentions are. I just think, Evo, he has watched how things have worked out the last couple of years for Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa, for Stafford going from the Rams, or I'm sorry, from Detroit to the Rams, and both of those guys winning Super Bowls. And he might see the grass as greener in a place like like Denver or Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or, or wherever it turns out to be, Evo. That that I, you know, at this point in time, we're all guessing, and Aaron Rodgers loves that because we're sitting here on the air, and everybody at every bar stool in this state is talking about Aaron Rodgers and what's next for Aaron Rodgers, and and he and a, and a guy who's an ego maniac absolutely eats that up, and he loves it to death. Um, but Evo, I, I I I'm still. You know, if if, if, if if I've got a bet to play, I'm still putting it on Aaron Rodgers in a different uniform next year. So, Robbie, Ebo and I were talking off air. Yes. And yes. The, the one question that we said, do you think that Rob has always disliked Aaron Rodgers or what? <laughs> yeah, we want to know. We want to pinpoint it. Yeah, because I have a, I kind of have a rough date in mind because I don't think you've always uh, disliked Rodgers. I, I got a, a pinpointed date. So I'm curious. Have you always disliked him? Well, I think dislike is very fair. He he and I have worked together on you know a couple of projects, a couple of books I've done, and it, it's been very cordial and and very should, friendly. Robbie, trying to interrupt, I, I, but should I, be Pulitzer I, Prize winning books. Should be Pulitzer Prize. Here's winning. what I here's what I will say to you though, Nelly. From the second he walked into that locker room as as a 21 year old kid uh, who had been buried in the draft and, and came in to Green Bay. Um, one of the first things I read, so this is, let's call it April or May of 05, when, you know, the, the, really we had our first interactions with him, sat with him for 20 minutes and talked and, you know, did, did you know, back then the locker room was wide open. He could spend as much time as, as possible with guys and things like that. I, I remember saying to someone after my initial meeting with Aaron Rodgers that this was one of the cockiest individuals I have ever <laughs> met in my life. And, and, you know, he came across as remarkably arrogant and pompous already as a 21-year-old kid. And, I mean, you guys know the story well. Um, you know, Donald Driver that rookie year <laughs> said, said to him at one point in time, Aaron, we get it. You're smart. Now shut the bleep up. And, that, that, you know, that, 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 that's what – And I can, I can imagine Driver swearing, you know. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Right, right. So, you know, guys, I, I thought he toned it down a little bit those first couple of years, um, especially when he was buried behind Brett and – you know, kind of was getting picked on by some of the older guys and things like that. And really, guys, you know, people forget this now, but but he struggled immensely his first two seasons in 05 and 06. You know, on, on the practice field, on the limited opportunities he got in games in the preseason, he did not look like he was going to, you know, pan out and turn out to be a, a high-level quality NFL quarterback. Um, guys, I, I thought he was pretty good for the most part until after they won a Super Bowl in 10 and and then that ego kind of got going okay. crazy. Yeah. Okay, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, yes, 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 yes. All right, Robbie, tell, so, tell Robbie, tell so Robbie. So I, I was talking to Ebo. We were talking off air, and I go, you know what? I think, like, you know, he <laughs> might have kind of disliked him with his personality, but I think he gave him a shot because he was a young guy that was unknown. He kind of came into his own. They won a Super Bowl. I would put money on the dislike really started after they lost to the Giants after going 15-1. and one. <laughs> You know, guys, and I, I, I think that's probably a, a, a fair time. Yes, Rowdy! Well, well, here's what I'll say, guys, that, to, to, uh, that I would say this, that, that Aaron really started to change again because 
I, you know, I thought he came in as, as really an arrogant, egotistical young kid. <laughs> he tried to tone it down. He, he tried to become a good teammate, and a good leader, um, you know, some of those years. But then he, he really, you know, that ego really got rolling again, guys, like you said, at, you know, <laughs> after that Super Bowl year. I'll, I'll say this. There, there, there are a lot of guys in my profession that kind of disliked him from day one, and, and that never did change. Um, and, guys, you remember well, and, I, and I've talked to, you know, a dozen scouts about this when we go back and revisit the 05 draft. Um, when, when NFL teams tell you why Alex Smith went one and not Aaron Rodgers, it largely comes down to, 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 to just that arrogance, the ego, the ego maniacal approach to, you know, um, you know, to, to who they are. Just that there were a lot of teams, guys, that were scared and terrified of, of bringing Aaron Rodgers into their locker room because Number one, he is very smart, but he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And that, that's a really tough guy to coach. He did beat that's an astronaut really in Jeopardy. To play with. And, you know, and, and, and that was a black flag on him when you look back at that 05 draft. And one of the reasons that he did fall down to 24 is teams were terrified of the fact that this guy was so incredibly cocky and, and he felt like he was the smartest guy in whatever room he walked into. And a lot of times that's really tricky for head coaches. Well, Rob, I, in his defense, he did beat an astronaut in Jeopardy. I'm just, I'm just going just gonna to throw that out there. He's pretty smart, and, right? You know what? And, and I <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. Know you. He, he, actually, he actually is the smartest guy in the locker room most of the time. He's probably smarter than most of these coaches who are trying to coach him. He was probably smarter than most of the people evaluating him back in that 05 draft. I mean, the guy is remarkably bright, incredibly brilliant. He's, he's got a savant mind in terms of memory and things like that. But again, you know, that, that there's a reason that these, these NFL people say they, you know, when they look at, when they look at quarterbacks, they want a wonderlick score in that 20 to 25 range. A guy who's, Who's very, you know, who's smart enough to do a lot of this stuff. But once you start getting up there into the 30s and even the 40s, like Orion Fitzpatrick, you get these guys who, who honestly, Evo, are, you know, they are probably smarter than most of the guys in the room, and they can be tricky to coach. And and I'll, I'll be honest, Rodgers is not an easy guy for <laughs> for anybody to work with, and and that's one of the reasons he fell. When we look back, you know, to the to that 05 draft and. Again, to to your qu- kind of question uh, earlier, maybe you know when when certain people didn't exactly um, you know you know when when, yeah. when certain people kind of fell off the Aaron Rodgers bandwagon. Um, again, that ego really got going after you know that ten eleven range. You know who fell right into that twenty to twenty six Wonderlick score range? Yeah, Brett Favre. The Brett Favre. <laughs> The hell's Brett Favre doing here? Hey, Rob, yeah. <laughs> we do we do have a message saying that uh, confirmed Rodgers is going to stay in Green Bay just to piss off Rob Reichel <laughs> from one of our listeners. Hey, Robbie, uh, let, 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 listen, my my job, whoever is playing quarterback, doesn't. Change. No, I know. It's just, it's just to tell people what's going on. I'm just I telling love people it. right now, Evo, that that if I was this franchise, if I was Brian Gutekunst, and I had the Kahuna's to go. Uh, two years ago in the draft and move up for a quarterback in Jordan Love and give up a fourth-round draft pick in the process that I was committed to that, and I looked down the road and I saw the salary cap hell that I was going to be in that they are in today. Yeah. Now now is the time to rip the Band-Aid and move on with, with this quarterback, Jordan Love, and see if he can play or not because, guys, I just I think they have absolutely peaked with the roster that they've put on the field the last couple of years. My my second takeaway from the Wonderlick scores, 
it's not. It wasn't Tim Tebow. Uh, Tim Tebow's ball that got him out of the league. It was actually he had too high of a wonder score. A uh, wonder look score. What did he have? He's like in the upper thirties. Damn. Yeah, I think the fact he threw the ball like me, you, and Evo didn't help him a lot either. Though, Rowdy, <laughs> wasn't Vince Young? Didn't he have a wonder look score of like a four or Jamarcus Russell or something? Anyways. Yeah, I, I I think Vince Young was a six, and they let him retake it. He got a ten or something like that. You know, Brent Fullwood back in the day was. You know, kind of the kind of the, kind of the standard for for the lowest score ever. He had a four. I know the old the old Packer running back. It's you know, and and, and the joke is always you get five for putting your name on it. So, um, well, what it was, Chris, it was Kristen Michael or Christine Michael or whatever that running back that he had flashed a couple games, but he could yep. never like pick up the offense. And that was like at every single stop. I think that was every single stop. And he had like a seven or eight. Hey, you know, hey, I mean, and, hey, and some of the guys fucked the trend. You you guys know that. I I think Rashawn Gary was a ten or eleven, and you know, and, and they put a lot of that on his dyslexia, um, which which is obviously something he's got to work and and fight through to you know, and especially to become the player he has become. But I mean, I think we all wrote him off after his rookie season as a potential bust, and you you know, you you look at that guy moving forward. He's he's probably going to be a Pro Bowl player. Uh, over the next couple of years, so some guys do, be, you know, kind of do buck the trend. Um, Frank Gore had a six. He was in the NFL for like twenty years. Who did? Frank Gore had a six. Yeah, I think Lawrence Phillips had a six as well. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we remember I love these you know, scores. He, They're funny. It's funny to me. He, he, he's the guy who ended Steve Young's career uh, by by not understanding blocking assignments <sighs> and getting Steve Young absolutely destroyed. Right. That's so, funny. So I mean, yeah, there you know, there a lot of organizations guys do have a number where they will say, all right, unless this guy's a twelve, unless this guy's a fifteen, a twenty, whatever the number is, we're not bringing him into our building. So because there there are so many stories from the past of these guys at six, seven, eight, ten, whatever the number is. I found the that, lowest uh, that that you know that that just never can get things figured out. Morris Claiborne, the cornerback out of LSU, had a four. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. <laughs> hey, Robbie, uh, before I let you go, switch gears a little bit here because I know you're a big fan. Dude, Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, but more or less Johnny Davis, Robbie, against Indiana. How about it, man? How about them Badgers, dude? Woo-wee. Well, I'll start by saying this. They, they need Davison to shoot at least, you know, 35 40%, not 15 So that, that was great to see what he did at, at Indiana. But Johnny Davis, again, just showed you. I mean, he's. He's clearly the best Badger since Frank. He might be the best Badger since Finley, whose number they'll retire yeah, Sunday. on Sunday, and then yeah. that should be that should be an absolute blast. I mean, soak it up, everybody. I mean, what do you got? A month left until this kid's the the fifth pick or the seventh pick or something like that in in the NBA draft. Kids like this just don't come through Madison real often. It's, I mean, uh, uh, just, what what a closer, hey, Evo? Yeah, that, dude. It, in, in, in these kind of games, these especially on the road against against monster opponents, where he just takes these things over in the last four or five minutes. The other night was just vintage Davis. I mean that that's a game I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll save on my Evo and and still watch ten Evo. years on the road Evo because it Evo. was it was just so remarkable again what he did in that in that last three four minutes and 
And, and the thing I love, Evo, is his, his facial expression. And I think, was it Billis doing the game the other night? Yeah. yeah. Pointed, pointed it out. His, his facial expression just never changes until the game is over. And then he waves goodbye to the crowd. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Which, bye. <laughs> which, is, which is just wonderful. So, Robbie, some quick no, math uh, here. It, it, it's a treat. And, and they got some help again last night. With, yep. With How about Rutgers doing? My God. Some a quick math, Robbie. 50 questions on the Wonderlick test. If you randomly just went through it and circled whatever number you wanted for multiple choice, in theory, you should get about a 12. Correct. Yep. <laughs> Morris, yep. Morris Claiborne got a four. <laughs> now, 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 there are some guys where I say to you, Evo, you know, hey, a pack of gum is a dollar ten. You buy ten packs, what do you spend? Eleven dollars, right? You have to write in eleven dollars. It's not an option. Um but you're, you're, you're right, Nelly. Probably 40 of the 50 questions give you an A, B, C, D option in terms of the answer. So there's, there's really no reason these guys shouldn't get at least a dozen more. I have to say this. If you, you could score a zero somehow, as long as you get to the quarterback and be successful, I don't care how dumb you are. Just get to the quarterback, <laughs> you know? Hey, Robbie, we love your stuff. Always intelligent, smart stuff. Forbes.com, Conley Media, Rob Reichel on Twitter. You are the man, Robbie, and we love you, brother. All right, guys. Always fun. We'll uh, we'll talk to this, you next Thursday. And, and enjoy the win Sunday when when our Badgers go whoop up on Michigan. That's why I got all my love planned for you, Robbie, from Led Zeppelin, brother. See you, all buddy. right, pal. You guys have a great and go, day. Bucky. See you. There he is, Rob Reichel. He's the man. He's funny, dude. Sad times in Titletown. Splitsville, USA. Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley. Another relationship has ended. Man. We had this last week, this, the news cycle, finally catching up to it. Reports indeed confirmed true. Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley, the relationship is over engagement called off there will be no wedding has Rogers again as no longer has a girlfriend Rowdy we pour one out for Rogers didn't it seem like they just got engaged or it was announced they were engaged yeah, he said that when he well, that was like 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 nine months ago, I think, when he was at that award show. But it's over, it's done. See, me personally, if I'm dating like a significant other, I don't think I want to actually live with them until you're engaged. You know, just because it can get kind of. Uh, well, I moved a little, into Jen before we were engaged. Yeah, but there were some un- underlying things. Didn't, isn't that? Uh, oh, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, here I waited. I waited. I I waited eight years to propose to my now wife. She was. She was like, "Are you gonna?" She's in a tough spot. It's like, "Hey, uh, it's been eight years. Are you gonna like you know? Uh, I don't know. Drop down on one knee. I'm like, yeah, give me time. Give me time. I just gotta make sure. So yeah. So Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Wood. Here's the thing, though. Well, no, like once you get engaged, I feel like that's when a lot of people officially move in together. So I feel yeah. like they moved in together and they couldn't do it. I don't know. If, here's the here's the thing that makes me scratch my head. Remember when we first she heard just, of, she couldn't get used to living in uh, Danica's old mansion. <laughs> 
Well, they were friends. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Rowdy and I, much of the chagrin for Rowdy, he was rolling his eyes last week. We already reported on this. Was it last week or two weeks ago? We already had this. We, like, broke this story. Now TMZ's all over it as of yesterday. Like, it's some big thing. Like, we already knew. It's, it's Splitsville. Population Aaron Rodgers. It's done. D-U-N. So, Nelly... The thing that I never made sense to me, remember when the reports were coming out they were engaged or dating or whatever, and she said she had never been to Lambeau Field, never wanted to... Doesn't never, like the cold. Doesn't like cold, never but been to Lambeau Field, never seen a football game. Doesn't like the cold, but doesn't she have a house in, in Colorado? Colorado? Well, that's a different kind of cold. It, cold is cold. <laughs> True. Snow is snow. I agree, but Colorado's like a warmer cold, if that makes sense. But, Nelly, could you... Imagine being engaged or dating someone that doesn't give a crap about anything that you do. She said she doesn't like football, never been to Lambeau Field, wasn't going to see Rodgers play, uh, and then come out to find, like, she's trying to make him retire, and he's like, I still want to play football, and then apparently from some of these reports, like, that was re- confirmed Rodgers not retiring. We already had this last week. I don't know where everyone, where was everyone last week? We were already on this, and now it's the big story. Rodgers done. Shailene Woodley, bye. I think what it was, Rowdy, is he finally saw the movie Divergent. He's like, damn, this movie sucks. <laughs> Yikes. Miles was telling me you were at least a B-lister. Now I see this, and you're definitely a C-lister. Bad pass, dude. So, <laughs> Roger's done. It's over. Um, Olivia Munn, by the way, I think she had a kid. or I know she's pregnant. She might have had a kid. So she's whatever. Danica Patrick, I don't know what she's doing anymore. I know she's not turning left as much, you know, in NASCAR. But rumor is she's living her best life. Rodgers now can solely focus, I guess, on football. I, st- I still think his best strategy would be trying to get back with that CJ from Baywatch, not Pamela Anderson. No. The other one yeah, he was the, spotted with for yeah. like a couple months. Well, she's a blondie. Rodgers, just going off trends, definitely likes the brunettes. Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick, and then uh, Sheenlene Woodley. Well, I don't. Olivia Munn, B list. I feel like all three of them aren't. Danica's the most popular. I feel like all three of them though are are kind of like. I give Danica A list status. Olivia Munn, I'd say B, and then Shailene Woodley, I'd give like maybe a C lister, I guess. So maybe he dips into the D list pool and he goes to some local famous Green Bay chick. <laughs> Like a news anchor over there? Sure. My question is, Rogers always seems to take on the personality of who he's dating. Why don't we get him, like, who's a lady that's got a lot of rings? Like, who's a, who, who's a lady that's, like, really successful at her craft? We need someone who's a champion at her craft. Rogers needs to start dating her. Therefore, the Packers then can win a Super Bowl. Because Rogers like, takes on the persona of that person. We need a habitual winner how about, for, to hook up with Rogers. How about, um, since they're potentially talking about moving the Super Bowl to London, maybe him and the Queen. Now that she's takes, available. That takes some. Rogers, when they drafted Jordan Love, needed four four <laughs> fingers of tequila. I think Rogers needs the whole bottle, bottle of tequila. That's the, that's the bottle that staff just was for drinking. the first date. All right, line one. Whoa, excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey boys. Hey, what's happening? So, Shailene Woodley. Shailene. Whatever. I don't give a crap. <laughs> she's solely responsible for that. Used car salesman suit and greasy ass hair. No, look. they already were broken up by then. Yeah, uh, well, I think he was trying to get her back. 
<laughs> that was either a dare or a desperate plea for I, like, Okay, okay. I kind of like the Rogers corduroy tan suit. I thought I kind of okay. liked the look. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> also, so if you're gonna if you're gonna go back, like I think you go to to um, Danica Patrick because I bet she goes like a oh. camp. She's like an adrenaline junkie. Like Polly, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, Shailene Woodley was friends of Danica Patrick, and then Rogers ended with Shailene Woodley. I I don't know. I think that bridge has been burned. Well, maybe, that well maybe was not. Tapped. But yeah. then, but then, but then, based on what you said, you want a habitual winner. Well, Danica never won get, a race. Why, why doesn't he get hooked up with uh, Tiger Woods ex Lindsey Vaughn? Didn't she? Oh, she's married to, to PK, PK Subban. Yeah, I think she's spoken for. Her. Well. That would have been a good one. I, I, th- I think. Don't quote me well, on that. We're, we definitely have narrowed it down to a, a nice range of potential candidates for Rodgers from a local Green Bay <laughs> no, TV we host need, to the, we, the Queen of England. Rodgers keeps going down on the list of like rankings of status. We need we need like a habitual, we need like an all-time uh, women's winner in something for Rodgers to date. Because well, he takes on their persona. You, going back to what you were saying earlier about how uh, Reichel was talking and you were talking um, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the smartest individuals any of us would ever meet. But there's also a way to be that guy and not seem like a dick every time you walk <laughs> in a room. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I do. It's okay to be smart, but you don't got to let me know how smart you are every time you talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like so, we get we get it. You're intelligent. You don't need to. Yeah. One t- Dude, Polly, I'm not kidding you. I was at a bar one time. And this dude, this dude, who thought pretty highly of himself, I, I somewhat know him. He looked at me and he goes, what did he say to me again, Ruddy? He goes, hey, did you know I have an IQ of 145? Or what did he say? Like, I think it was, do you know I have an IQ of 140? Yeah. He looked at me out of nowhere. I'm just minding my own business. He looked at me and goes, hey, did you know I have an IQ of 140? I take a sip of my beer and I go, huh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, thanks. Well, I don't know what to hey. do with this information. Thanks. Mensa's 160, dumbass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what you- Mensa's 160, dumbass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, anyhow. Any hooter. You're the man, Paul. Have a good fellas. I'll try not to call again. Hey, you're fine. <laughs> See you, bud. Try not to you're call. You're the sober Charlie. You're. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know I got an IQ of 140? That's cool. <laughs> like, what do, you want, what do you want me to do with this information? Like, it's probably a good thing I was. Wasn't drinking right by you. <laughs> like, okay. Um, good for you. That's that's nice. Um, what do I do from here? Too right, bad right. socially you're a little. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Splitsville. Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley. The engagement is off. And uh, the, I wouldn't even call them a power couple. It's over. So there you go. Rowdy and I already had that. Was that last week or two weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was last week sometime. Uh, that was like the rumor. Yeah, See, is- that rumor quickly turned into <laughs> sources, which quickly turned into a report, report. Yeah. and then it actually was correct. Yeah, uh, word is, and I quote from the report, word is, quote, Rogers getting cold feet and prioritized his football career over Shailene Woodley, and she felt neglected during the relationship. Dave from Monona messages in and says, Careful. He would hook up Aaron Rodgers with Serena Williams. There, I think she's got... I, I think, think she's, she's spoken for, too. She's married, but... Yeah, now you get it. Like Rogers takes on the persona of who he's dating. Therefore, we need a like a habitual winner, someone who's the the premier of their profession. What about? Uh, I'm trying to think for women's sports. Uh, yeah, Annika Sorensen. 
the golfer. She's a how, beast. I don't know how old she is these days. <laughs>